Hi, good morning. This is Dr. Villanueva, Chief Health Coach with Modern Holistic Health. And today we're going to be discussing the worst toxins and where you might be getting exposure that you're just not aware of. As we roll into this presentation, I want to highlight that September is National Suicide Prevention Month. And this topic is very near and dear to me because I have had family members who have committed suicide. And it is, um, it's something that I work with, with people around the world uh, regarding their neurological imbalances and suicide ideation and, and other neurological diseases. And toxins are a big underlying cause of that. And we're going to be going through some slides today so that I can show you where some of your biggest exposures are coming from and how these different toxic exposures can affect and cause different neurological conditions. Every neurological disease and condition has increased over the last 50 years, including suicide, which is at its highest level in recorded history. The incidence of mental health problems is skyrocketing around the world, um, with deaths coming from prescriptions, drugs, alcohol, and many different environmental toxins. Neurological diseases and conditions that are related to toxic exposure include conditions like dementia, headaches, IQ loss, especially in children, cognitive decline, mood disorders, anxiety disorders, bipolar, depression, and then diseases like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, ALS, autism, ADD, and ADHD. Mental health is affecting us all. Either we have personally suffered with anxiety, addiction, bipolar, or some other type of neurological condition or disease, or we know somebody who has. <clears throat> Evidence-based and data-driven systems like what we use here at Modern Holistic Health are connecting mental health disorders with toxin exposure. And I want to share with you a few slides from a colleague of mine, Dr. Daniel Amen. He is the founder of the Amen Clinics. He has uh, recently shared some data with us at a recent mental health conference that I was attending. He has done over 160,000 brain scans, and he has been able to show that most psychiatric illnesses are not mental health issues, rather they are brain health issues. Uh, in other words, they are physically affecting our, our, our physical brain tissue, and, and that's what's actually causing the mental health disorder. And as you can see in this slide, there are scans here on the left of what is uh, depicting a healthy brain. And as you move to the right, you can see hot spots in the brain and what looks like holes literally in the brain tissue. Through Dr. Amen's thousands of brain scans, he has been able to show evidence that, like I said, when the brain is physically healthy, that the mind is healthy. If you look to the left at the top corner, you can see a depiction of what a healthy brain looks like on brain scan versus when the physical brain becomes damaged, um, as is depicted in the lower left corner here, the person is likely to have trouble with how they think, feel, or interact because the brain cannot work properly. Our current health model is the only model of medicine that is not evidence-based or data-driven, but rather solely based on symptoms. I believe, and many other doctors in my same field 
who are focusing on brain health and neurological disorders do believe that the time is now to adapt a new model that is evidence-based. Underlying causes of brain chemistry imbalances and neurological diseases include infections, gut biome imbalances like leaky gut, IBS, uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Uh, we've got heavy metals, foods, improper sleep, stress, emotional and physical traumas, and lack of physical activity. And the big one that we're going to be focusing on today is toxins as an underlying cause. So restaurants, especially fast food restaurants, are known to have uh, fake food. They're, the, the food is so processed and laden with chemicals that we have actually seen a lot of evidence um, with fast food and non-organic food-like products that we like to call fake food as being a causative factor in brain chemical changes. So examples of fake foods would be highly processed foods, um, things that come in bags and boxes, uh, pesticide sprayed foods, which would be any foods that are not organic, foods that are high in the glycemic index, like breads and pretzels and chips and um, ice cream cones and other things that are just highly processed low fiber foods, which are common again in highly processed boxed or, or canned type foods and food like substances. So those would be foods again, that you will find in, in, in boxes, things that you're not getting out of the produce and meat section, and also foods that are stored in plastic containers as they oftentimes are, are uh, containing a lot of chemicals. Even healthy foods can be toxic. So we have to be careful about that. So what I have in this slide here is showing um, a depiction of the number of fish meals per week that are consumed and the, uh, and the amount of mercury that is um, found in the body according to the number of uh, fish meals that are eaten per week. So I'm not telling you to be afraid of the so-called healthy foods, but what I am wanting to drive home here, the take-home message is that even with our healthy foods, we want to be aware of where our foods are coming from and, and what toxic substances might be in those foods. So in this case, we're talking fish. Fish is a wonderful, healthy food, but we need to be careful where it's coming from. So if we're getting foods from our oceans, we need to understand that there are going to be some fish like tuna, for example, which is, it's very unfortunate. Tuna is a delicious fish. It has a wonderful texture and a wonderful flavor, but it's not a fish that we want to eat on a regular basis because it is known to contain heavy metals. Um, and then we also want to be careful not to eat farmed fish because there can be a lot of toxins as farmed fish are fed uh, genetically modified foods. I want to go into some slides from Dr. Amen showing the changes in the brain that is depicted on the brain scans when people are exposed to certain toxins. So alcohol is a toxin and this brain scan on the left is showing the brain of a um, of an abuser of alcohol. Uh, 
And then we have uh, in the middle here, we have uh, a depiction of a brain with a cocaine addict and then to the right with a marijuana user who is using frequent, uh, frequent marijuana. And then here is another one, courtesy of Dr. Daniel Amen, where this is showing a, a patient of his who was a, one of his many case studies. And this client um, did not have any history of, uh, of any type of uh, mental health issues until she had to have surgery. Now, granted, you know, when you have surgery, thank God we have anesthesia, though the anesthesia is really the only way that, that a, a human can can undergo the stress of surgery. But I wanna show you the pictures of her brain before and after the anesthesia. If you can look on the left, you can see what her brain looked like before. And if you look at the right, you can see some massive changes in her brain tissue and the deterioration of her brain tissue after anesthesia. She underwent some treatment with Dr. Amen and that treatment included detoxification and nutritional therapy. And you can see the changes and the healing that her brain underwent after the anesthesia and then months later with the detoxification and nutritional therapy. So the brain tissue can heal itself if we eliminate the toxins and give the body what it needs, it will heal. Here is an example of amalgam fillings. And this study shows how the amalgam fillings actually do deposit mercury into the brain. And mercury is a known neurotoxin and can cause a lot of neurological conditions and diseases. Here are some common exposures that are known neurotoxins. And these exposures include um, arsenic, DDT, phthalates, uh, PBDEs, PCBs, mercury, lead, and some of the sources might be surprising here. Uh, sources of arsenic include water. So if you have a well, or even if you're on the municipal water system, we need to be careful about arsenic levels. We've actually seen this issue with clients very recently. The uh, primary sources can also be chicken and rice. And the different diseases that can be caused from arsenic include diabetes, cancers, and gout. And again, we just recently had a case where a client was had very high exposure to arsenic and ended up with, um, with cancer. Um, DDT, we find this everywhere. Um, like where don't we find it, unfortunately? And it's been connected to dementia, diabetes, ADHD, and other diseases. Um, I'm going to scroll down. Um, lead, we find that in paint, but we also find it in our water sources. And so again, having your municipal and or well water uh, tested is going to be very important. And we always discuss with our clients uh, the importance of drinking purified water and, and, and what different types of filters we can use like Berkey filters, for example. And this is a chart showing the pollutants that we find in our air. In this particular depiction, we are showing um, mercury levels that are actually in the air in the United States. And 
as you can see, uh, a lot of mercury in the air is found in the eastern portion of the United States, and it goes as far west as the state of Texas. And mercury is not the only environmental toxin that we can find in our air. In fact, um, if you look up the um, EPA statistics, the air in our own households can be even more toxic than what we find in some of the most polluted areas of the country. And so detox should really become a part of our daily habits. When we discuss detoxification with our clients and we undergo months of detoxification with them, we are teaching them that the initial detoxification is very important to help their bodies heal, but they need to adapt and we should all adapt a daily habit of detoxification with our foods and our supplements. We really need to constantly be, be detoxifying because they, we are having constant exposure on a daily basis to multiple different toxins that we're not even aware of. Here's a list of other hidden toxins that we are oftentimes not aware of, like I just mentioned. Household cleaners are full of toxins. Laundry detergent is full of toxins. Air fresheners, perfumes, and fragrances upholstery and carpets and even our clothing, hand sanitizers like Purell, commercial and household hand soaps can be extremely toxic. If you if you watch some of my other uh, videos, you can see where I actually talk about some of the toxic chemicals in our commercial hand soaps and some of the neurological issues that are happening with exposure to those toxins. Um, personal body products like soaps, nail polish, hair dyes, et cetera, makeup like uh, our foundation, mascara, lip products, and creams. We actually had a couple of um, college age uh, clients uh, in the last couple of years that ended up having some significant changes in their hormones and their mental health status, and we were able to trace it back to their makeup products like mascara. Um, garage and basements. So there are a lot of stored chemicals that we tend to put not just in our garages, but in our basements, and those are connected to our homes. And the the chemicals and the car fumes, the, um, emit um, toxins into the air that get into the house and then we are inhaling that. And so it's really important to, to take a look at what you're storing in your basement and in your garage. And we really need to get those chemicals out of those areas. And if you, you know, whether you have chemicals stored in your garage and basement or not, it's really a good idea to keep air purifiers in the house uh, especially these days. And like I mentioned earlier, um, even the EPA will talk about how our household uh, air is more toxic than a lot of the outdoor air that we're breathing. And speaking of air, um, I want to go over, over um, a few other other exposures that we have, um, including exposures found in our canned food, um, our clothing and, uh, and our shower curtains and cosmetics. So we've got phthalates that are oftentimes found in our upholstery and even our cosmetics. Um, we have, uh, a lot of our upholstery and foods are flame retardant and they have 
a toxin called PBDEs in them, uh, pesticides that are found in our food and in the air. And uh, if we want to dial down on phthalates, you know, we also find them in building materials, not just personal cosmetics. We find them in our pharmaceuticals. And a lot of people are having extreme reactions to phthalates and they are put on pharmaceuticals and unknowingly, some of those pharmaceuticals actually have phthalates in them. They can be found in nutritional supplements. So it's really important to get your nutritional supplements from, uh, you know, from your practitioner where you know that you're going to be getting good quality supplements that are free of chemicals. Uh, they are also found in solvents. So it's very common to find phthalates in solvents, shampoos, cleaning materials, even children's toys and food packaging. So be very, very careful with the products that you're using. What do you want to do? You know, don't be fearful. Um, we are having exposure. There's, it's, it's almost impossible to not have exposure, but you need to be aware and you need to make better choices with the products that you're choosing. Um, you know, let's go back to basics. Let's go back to basics when it comes to, you know, organically grown foods. Choose your foods organically. Choose them from the outer edge of the store and stop walking through the aisles. Um, when you're looking for cleaners, you know, use essential oils. Um, uh, uh, doTERRA has wonderful essential oils that you can use as cleaners. And there are also other uh, clean organic cleaners that you can find on the market now. Um, instead of storing paints in your garage, just get rid of them. Be very careful of the products that you're using and that you're coming in contact with. And um, be very careful with your fragrances. You know, fragrances are toxic. If you, if you want to use a fragrance in your home or on your body, try using essential oils instead. Um, and let me go on to the next slide. Uh, toxins connected to Parkinson's disease. So the next few slides that I want to go over with you are going to be toxins that are connected or correlated with different disease processes. And we really need to do more studies on these. We need to have our, our government, um, uh, you know, really doing much more uh, testing so that they can see what's going on with these different toxins and how they're related. But I do have some here that I want to share with you. So some of the toxins connected to Parkinson's disease include organophosphates, which are found in a lot of pesticides and a lot of products that we use, um, and then other types of pesticides and solvents. Uh, toxins involved in uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder that we are aware of right now include DDT, PCBs, phthalates, mercury, lead, um, organophosphates, and a couple of others. And some of the toxins that we already know that cause a decrease in IQ in children and adolescents. Um, and this is scary, folks, because our kids are exposed to a lot of these toxins that I'm getting ready to list include fluoride, which is in our water. It's in our municipal water systems. It's in the toothpaste that you're using with your kids. If you're using the traditional toothpaste with fluoride, um, arsenic, lead, mercury, organophosphates, uh, glyphosates, phthalates, and there are more. And some of the toxins that are connected to multiple sclerosis 
um, include the toxins found in cigarettes, benzene, uh, air pollution, uh, dioxins, glyphosates, parabens, Toxins and their connection to Alzheimer's include pesticides, that's a huge one, uh, DDT, organophosphates, and other fumigants and defoliants that are found in pesticides. So what do we do about all of these constant exposures? You know, the first thing is to be aware, and that's why I've created this video, is to make you aware of how pesticides can cause not only neurological conditions and diseases, but other chronic issues, um, you know, especially autoimmune issues as well. But what do we need to do? How can we intervene? Well, avoidance. Um, if you're aware of where these chemicals are hidden in your, in your daily exposures, then you better know how to avoid them. We want to facilitate and implement detoxification, not just once a year, but we want to implement detoxification as a part of our lifestyle. We want to consume appropriate nutrients and supplements to help bind and detoxify the toxi these, these toxins. And we also want to consume appropriate nutrients and supplements um, to help mitigate the effects and to give our bodies what they need so that they can heal from the damage done to the toxins that we're constantly exposed to. Um, and we want to use available apps. We really like the Think Dirty app. It's a wonderful app that you can download onto your phone and you can put, uh, you can put in different, uh, different consumables that you are using and you can see what's in them. And while this is a wonderful app to use, I always recommend that you use it, um, you know, with your common sense in mind, um, because we've actually used it. And while we love this app and we use it a lot in our in our personal lives and we recommend it for our clients, um, if you can, you know, if you'll if if you go in there and you start punching in certain consumables that you use, like maybe a really clean line of of, 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 uh, of face, face care, like skin cream care, and, um, or rather it's just skin care that includes cleansers and creams and stuff. Sometimes you might find that something will show up and it, it, it might have a, a scale of toxicity on there. Um, but you need to read at why it's showing that because if it's showing that you might have vitamin A toxicity because of a cream that you're using, um, you know, talk to your healthcare practitioner because it's likely that that's not really going to be a problem. But the Think Dirty app is wonderful because like I said, you know, things that you might be using or exposed to every day, it might help you uh, become more aware of what's actually in it that could be toxic. So I hope that this was useful to you and that it, it helped you to become more aware of the toxins that we are constantly exposed to, how you can learn to avoid them and use um, other cleaner substances and why we need to detox on a regular basis. Thanks and have a great day.